you have just tuned into the live show. The recording is starting up at the same time. I want to try that one more time again. I can't sing for you guys. <clears throat> I woke up a little too late today, and I'm just a little bit congested. I don't quite know what's going on there. Uh, <clears throat> but you guys love the singing. You 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 want more of it and that kind of thing. And so while trying to uh, warm up for a singing and not quite there, I did stumble across this, and I thought that you might enjoy it as kind of a proof of concept that I am trying to improve with singing all the time. Uh, so, <clears throat> you and I thought that sounded pretty good. Jumping into Jack Speaks Now, where you can join me one by one for the recording. Excellent. Come on in, my babies. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much. <clears throat> so hopefully you can hear that that note sounds pretty okay. The idea is that we get more and more and more uh, notes that sound that okay. <laughs> uh, I'm having a lot of trouble with that, but as I heal up, as I learn singing and what have you, hopefully, fingers crossed, more and more and more. Uh, of that in the future. Really trying. Uh, didactic so far. Self-didactic so far. Um, just, you know, saving up money and what have you. I've actually been, since I am making a plea for money right now, I'm just going to say, I've actually been really good boy all month long is, is how I'm going to start this show. Start off a week late because of uh, trying to get the, the uh, solution up in the window to make it so that we could go ahead and, and record and get all that kind of stuff up. And obviously we have. You guys have uh, said. New girls and old girls alike have said how good the recording situation sounds. So thank you for all the patience and all the help getting that together. Then, after getting that up, it's just been a bit of a madcap. Uh, I had some recordings that were very late. I had to get those up. Um and then, of course, all the recordings that have to happen, getting the machine up and running. I've been doing a lot of computer and repair work, trying to get gaming streams going back with my free time, yada, yada, yada. But overall, I'm just super excited because every single day, every single day, besides days that I intentionally took off for myself uh, ahead of time, I woke up. Didn't matter if I was sick or if I felt a little ill. Didn't matter if I was tired, felt a little fatigued. Didn't matter if I felt amazing and I just didn't want to work. Because some days you wake up and you feel great and you say, fuck it. But even on those days, uh, in the month of June at least, it was really easy to wake up and just do it. It felt very good. It felt very enjoyable. It felt, without hyperbole, as good as the project ever really has. Uh... And as soon as we get these last little bits and mechanisms in place, I think it's going to go even smoother and be a lot more fun. So, thank you for all your patience and everything else. Excited to say that in the very near future, uh, we'll be launching uh, books, just the first beginning bits of the database, onto uh, Kindle, ACX, and then, of course, getting them onto other platforms as well. Uh, Spotify is going to take the longest of those, 
But yeah, we should be looking at new content coming onto new platforms. Uh, I know that I've been saying it's going to happen, quote unquote, soon. Looked at the database, and again, thank you to Ali, Mickey, Kitty, and everybody else who's helped along with that. Uh, looked at the database uh, just within the last week, and that's why, of course, it's easy to make the call to start getting those bigger pieces out. Uh, now, for you guys, you're you're my stalwarts. If you're listening to this, you enjoy me. Uh, you forgive me my trespasses. You're very, very sweet to me and very, very generous. Uh, this isn't the biggest piece of news for you guys. You already have those those pieces that you enjoy, like the Bad Dad Sleepover, what have you. You're not going to buy them again in a new book or audio form. Uh, but getting them out there, putting them on those marketplaces, is actually a really substantial movement for everything. So uh, fingers crossed and what have you that those first couple of pilot uh, books and stories go well. I'll take all your spirit mom love on that one. It's one of the reasons why it's been so easy to just sort of lean my shoulder uh, into the work this month and why I'm so looking forward to it next month. I need to say from the bottom of my heart, I think I'm going to kill it a lot stronger in July than I did in June. Fingers crossed, baby. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I tried to be gregarious and charming before the stream started, because that's what we do here. <laughs> you silly recording people. I keep telling you, come to the live show so I can extract money from you, but you never believe it. Does anybody, before we get started with quick requests and questions, have uh, <clears throat> just a little like fun thing that they want me to talk about, or a story, just a little... We're just going to try this out. I've never done this before. Not a story prompt, because I don't really have any story prompts. But does anybody have something that they always just want me to talk about without having to ask me a voice question out loud for 30 to 60 seconds? We're just going to try this. Well, I talk about my cat all the time, so I'm definitely not talking about the cat right now for 30 to 60 seconds. Appreciate the offer. Talk about the cat all the fucking time. Sometimes it's the cat show, frankly. Favorite Pratchett work, probably going postal. Uh, without I, I say this without irony. A lot of people think I'm being cute. My dad was a con man. My dad made his vocation figuring out how other people stole, telling on them, stealing from them, and then stealing from the people that he told on. For real. And uh, <laughs> so when you have that kind of background, uh, you just look at con men a different way and going postal is definitely one of my favorite reformed con man stories uh it's a it's a story about a con man he falls in love or lust with a woman and then he realizes shortly afterwards that he is in a place in time that he can actually do real good he doesn't just have to impress the girl he can do real good and then he attempts to do so, and of course, attempting to do real good ends in real bad things for everybody who tries. It's a very fun story. Uh, one line that I think about it very much. It's not something that's PC. You can't say this line anymore, but it's totally fucking true. Uh, he talks about how attractive this woman is, and he says very quickly, she's so much more attractive when she's smoking a cigarette than smiling that he can't stand it. I forget exactly how he puts it, but he puts it that way, and I'm like, mm-hmm. There's some fucking women <laughs> There's some fucking women that you want to fuck a million times more before they smile. There's some fucking women they smile and it's like, well, 
Now you can have my children or something, but before you could have had my dick up your ass. God damn, I would have gotten you Cheval. Uh. All right. So, uh, thank you so much for that. Can we begin some quick requests? All you got to do is put what you want me to say in quotation marks. And then I'll say it. It's a real crapshoot if I'll say it the way you want me to say it. But I'll say it. Got to keep it random so you keep on coming back. This is what we're trying to do. Just real quick. This is what the show is going to look like going forward. Once a week, there's going to be more and more of these. So, uh, come on, girls. Make it sexy. Hi, cutie pie. Swiggity swoody, I'm coming for that booty. Every time you move tomorrow, I want you to be reminded that I've been here. Only me. I ran out of eggs! This is me checking off my, uh, my fan and my shirt. Aren't you lucky? <clears throat> I have never owned a piece of paradise. But now, I own you completely. And that, darling, is paradise in itself. <clears throat> oh, how cute. But once isn't nearly enough. Baby girl, come sit on daddy's lap. <laughs> what say you, my dear? Fancy a dance with a poor devil? <laughs> okay, I guess we're already done. Thank you so much for quick requests. This has been the live show. Thank you for paying me. Good night. Have a nice weekend. Always a pleasure. Lonnie S. said, you're going, you're the best, and tonight's show is going to be great. Thank you so much. Kitty C. said, fantastic show. Kisses. Thank you, Kitty. Very much appreciated. Your ass is mine. Come on, girls, start putting money in the jar, start putting quotations in the fucking chat. Let's have ourselves a show. Let's have ourselves a show. Come on. I just woke up for this shit. You want me to go back to bed? I got like 15 games on Steam. All of them cost less than $7. I bought like 15 games on Steam for like 62 bucks. Uh, you think I'm kidding? <laughs> Went all up and down that Steam goddamn sale. 
I took the money that one of you pays me for one commission and bought over a dozen games. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, man. <clears throat> Don't butter me up. Just do it. Ooh, just do better. Let me try it one more time. Apologies. <clears throat> Don't butter me up. Just do better. There we go. Come here. Let me kiss it better, kitten. Bad girls get spanked. Good girls get spanked harder. Say please if you want this cock in your cunt. I trained my princess to be polite when she needs to get fucked like the slut she is. Look me in the eyes whilst you're down there on your knees with my cock in your mouth. You are quite fucking spankable. All right, I know you're nervous, but you need to sit down and let me fuck you. You can't keep dancing with the devil and ask while you're still in hell. Narlin, you do what I say. Or else. You'll wipe that smirk off your face if you know what's good for you. <sighs> Darling, get over here and kiss me. Don't make me say it again. I like a girl who knows what she wants. You've been such a naughty girl today. What's gotten into you, baby? Is that a bow? Are you a present for me? God! <laughs> uh, God can't help you now. It's just me and you, little one. In real life, if someone keeps saying, God, 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 my response to that is, Yes, I am. <laughs> God, an autobiography. I adore you, Ari. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> All I can think of is they might be giants. I'm thinking of a song called, uh, oh my god, I'm, I'm, I want to say Exquisite Dead Guy, but that's definitely not the song. Oh, I built a little fortune out of some crazy garbage called the blood of the exploited working class. But they've overcome their shyness. Now they're calling me your highness. And the world says, kiss me, son of God. That's it. I know that one. Oh, my God. Now you're the only one 
Who can tell me if it's true that you love me and I love me? So I built a little empire out of some crazy garbage called the blood of the exploited working class. Oh no, too high. <clears throat> but they've overcome their shyness. Now they're calling me your highness. And the world screams, kiss me. Zonagon! Alright, that fucking got off the rails. <laughs> it started off kind of okay. <laughs> Alright, where the fuck were we? Bring me back! Bring me back! Get me out of the Might Be Giants land! John said to John, I think you took a turn at the right. They might be giants, got lost, driving around. Alright, come on, get me back on track. I've seen They Might Be Giants Lost three times. Or They Might Be Giants Live three times. And I only got lost driving to them once. But you better fucking believe that song was in my head the entire way I was trying to find the venue. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know who They Might Be Giants are right now is just totally... Totally, not only not turned on, but is a little bit aghast. What is happening? Why are these women pretending? This is a real Patty Hearst situation. This is a real Patty Hearst sitch. <laughs> True story. I consider myself a pretty well-read individual. I don't know everything. I don't pretend to. I read a lot of nonfiction. Swear to Christ, I've only just in the last week, and I feel so goddamn dumb. I've only just found out in the last week and realized that Patty Hearst was related to William Randolph Hearst. I feel so dumb. I was like, why did he really care about Patty Hearst? I never cared, like, I grew up and people said her name, and, like, it's like Stockholm Syndrome, Patty Hearst. I never really gave a shit. I, <laughs> like, oh, of course everyone cared what Patty Hearst happened. Oh, she was famous. That's like if Paris Hilton fucking grabbed a fucking Kalishnikov, joined the goddamn Social Democratic Movement, started fucking shooting shit up, and be like, Paris Hilton? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Paris Hilton denied all her earthly possessions today, shaved her head, and said that she will stop fighting once Hari Kushna has been brought to Earth. What? That would definitely get more talk than the sex tape, probably. That would definitely be talked about more than the sex tape, maybe. Americans are weird. Jody P said, loving the show, can't stop smiling. Thank you so much. Those are the only tips? Come on, girls. Send that money in. Send some more requests. Real quick. Real, real quick. Put in those quick requests. I know that I just got off on a big old tangent. I know you girls have a few bit more before we close up and get on to the requests. <clears throat> Here's a penguin for being such a good girl. Come on, new girls, especially if you've never done it before. 
before we close up shop. I want to give one to you. I know you have something you want me to say to you. It can be totally serious. It can be totally silly. You've always wanted me to say something. Let's have me say it. Let me hold you. Come here. I've got something for that oral fixation of yours. Keep your hair long, baby girl. More for me to grab. Gif, I've made it with a woman. Inform the men. I have a very sexy, I have a very sexy learning disorder. What do I call it, Kiff? Sexlexia. I'll show you my dark side, little girl. What turns a man neutral? His lack of desire for power? Or is it just a heart born full of nothingness? Fucking love Zap Brannigan. Brannigan Begin Again is one of my favorite fucking animated episodes of anything ever. People just keep on talking at me. I can't hear a word they're saying. Only the echoes in my mind. All right, I guess we're done with quick requests, unless you're a new girl like Olivia, or like Coral, or like all those other new girls I should definitely not say the name of because it makes them explode. Have a great night, Hollow. Thank you for everything you've done for the uh, the webpage and everything else. All right, close it up, close it up, close it up. Going to start be reading requests. And by the way, the requests I'm going to be reading were somehow given to me before 8 fucking p.m. Just saying. I know that I asked for a lot of requests. The requests I'm about to start reading somehow got to me before 8 p.m. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Blood. 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 Garth Marenghi's Dark Place I was talking about earlier before the show. All right. <clears throat> you girls are obviously in a mood from the quick requests. There's a lot of, like, silly stuff in there. There's a lot of silly stuff tonight. I guess that's just how we're going to do it. I'm going to charm and seduce you anyway. You're going to keep giving me silly stuff. I'm going to charm and seduce you anyway. <clears throat> Here we go. Charmanders are red. Squirtles are blue. If you were a Pokemon, I choose you. Your smile is stronger than a hyper beam. Like Jesse and James, we'd make the perfect team. I'll stay by your side like Pikachu and Ash. I'll love you more than a level 80 Rapidash. You're more legendary than a Zapdos. Enti 
or mew. But out of all 450, I still choose you. Puppies and puddles, licks and hugs, soft and lovable, just look at their mugs. A smile on their face, a twinkle in their eye. They're just so sweet, no need to ask why. Little wet kisses, soft, gentle nuzzles, not very complicated like crossword puzzles. They arrive with love and joy in their heart. Just want to share and not be apart. <clears throat> that is Annie Hellbrew, my little puppy. <clears throat> Very cute. <clears throat> Have you ever kissed a partner? This woman thinks she's a partner, and sometimes when we are making love, she'll snarl and spit, and her hair comes down, and it looks out from the strands, and she shows me her fangs, but I kiss her anyhow, and continue to love. Have you ever kissed a partner? Have you ever seen a female partner enjoying the act of love? If you haven't loved, friend... With your little dyed blondes, with your squirrels and chipmunks and elephants and sheep, you ought to sleep with a partner. You'll never again want squirrels, chipmunks, elephants, sheep, fox, wolverines. Never again anything but the female partner. The female partner walking across the room. The female partner walking across your soul. All other love songs are lies when the black smooth fur moves against you, when the sky falls down against your back. The female partner is the dream arrived real, and there's no going back or wanting to. The fur up against you. The search is over. As your cock moves against the edge of nirvana, as you are locked against the eyes of your partner. Bukowski. <clears throat> Take this kiss upon the brow, and... In parting from you now, thus much let me avow, you are not wrong who deem that my days have been a dream. Yet, if hopes has flown away in a night, or in a day, in a vision, or in none, is there therefore the less gone? All that we see or seem is but a dream, within a dream. I stand amid the roar of a surf-tormented shore, and I hold within my hand grains of the golden sand. How few, how yet they creep, though my fingers to the deep, while I weep, while I weep. O oh God, can I not grasp with them a tighter clasp? 
O God, can I not save on this pitiless wave? In all that we see or seem, but a dream within a dream. Edgar Allan Poe. When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the... Oh, hold on. Let me... Didn't realize this was Cave Johnson. I still have never played this game. <clears throat> when life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What the hell am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life rue the day that it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. I'm going to get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns your house down. Cave Johnson, Portal 2. <laughs> lemon-stealing whore? Who knows lemon-stealing whores? Who knows about lemon-stealing... If you don't know about lemon-stealing whores, just... Google Google the clip, Lemon Stealing Horror, and then don't read anything more about the actors who appear in the clip, because it's very depressing if you do. It's literally two actors. They're like, I'm so glad we bought this house. It's got this lemon tree. I hope there's no lemon stealing horrors in this neighborhood. And another porn star literally crawls up behind them and starts stealing horrors. It starts stealing lemons. And so they call her a whore and they fuck her. It's amazing. It's amazing. There's no pretense, there's no attempt at making it good or reasonable. They all know it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's amazing. <laughs> Lemon-stealing horror. It's one of those moments where you're like, huh, huh. <laughs> because you really, you really got to worry. You really got to wonder about everybody who's ever masturbated after they watch the intro to that. I do. Maybe I do have one story for you guys. It's masturbation-based. Have I ever told you about the time that I was really into a porn, a standard porn, and then a little person appeared? I'm trying to figure out if I should do that. At the Is that the end of the show? Should I do that? Because it's a quick story. Or should I do it now in between requests? Because we don't have that many requests. <laughs> Maybe I should look for more requests in the DMs. All right, at the end, yes, someone prompt me. It's a little little person porn story. They just show up in the middle of the scene, and it's not a group sex scene. It's still a, it's still a, a man on female scene. Uh, it's one of the it's one of the few times an erection has really gotten away from me, and not because of disgust. I just want to I just want to tease the story a little bit since we're doing it at the end. We've confirmed. I just want to say, I'm nothing against little people. I don't lose my erection because I'm in any way turned off a little person's in the scene. I'm turned off because I can't stop thinking about them and why they enter and leave the scene. Because <laughs> they don't stay around. <laughs> All right. Now that I've tempted the mystery, now that I've Sarah McLaughlin a little bit, <laughs> let's... <laughs> that's, that's not what Sarah McLaughlin... That's what the song's actually about. You guys don't know that. That's how her ex-husband bagged her. 
he came in, he was gave to Lilith Fair, and he was talking about like midget porn and donkey shows, and she's all like, wow, that's really mysterious. This guy's interesting. He's building a mystery. <laughs> that's what the song's about. He's talking about donkey shows. Look at the lyrics. Alright. <laughs> you guys, whatever, you guys are all like, ooh, female empowerment, ooh, female empowerment. One woman starts talking about fucking donkeys for money, and suddenly you turn on her. Alright. Feminism. <laughs> Wouldn't you love it if Sarah McLaughlin was actually singing about fucking donkeys that whole album? Oh my god. I gotta tell you, if... If Boys for Pele just actually turned out to be about something like that, I'm not even sure how surprised I would be. <laughs> well, boys was a metaphor for animals. What? Tori Amos, you crazy. But we all knew that. When I was younger, in the 90s, before I continue with these, I really wanted to lock Enya and Tori Amos in a house together and either see which would emerge victorious or if the greatest album of all time would come out of it. Because it's one of the two. One of them would kill the other, or they would come out with the greatest fucking album of all time. It's <laughs> so really in Tori Amos and Enya back in the 90s. I think Enya would also win, because Enya plays all her own instruments. <laughs> if you guys don't know that, everything on an Enya album is Enya is Enya played. So my feeling is she's probably made like a crossbow out of a harp at some point. Just like on a dark day where the harp wasn't coming along right, she was definitely like she, anybody who who makes and plays that many instruments has had to have made a weapon. That's just my feeling. Guys are betting on Tori. Wow. Whoa. I'm going with Enya, too. Enya is crazier than Tori Amos. Oh, you guys are so wrong. Oh, my God. I think Enya is so much crazier than Tori Amos. Oh, Enya lives in a castle alone. She's like J.D. Salinger with music. She's nuts. Oh, my God. I of all the musicians that I would never or all the like actors I would never like want to be an assassin for and try and kill Jack Nicholson and Enya are like at the top <laughs> they both have like these estates that have like plate gross windows that like they sit there alone like standing outside the air with their arms crossed it's like Enya's always just waiting for an assassin just so she can grunt him with her own little fucking piano wire. She just comes up behind you, all 87 pounds of her. Ah, ah. Just just singing into your ears. All it, all it, all it. All it, all it, all it, all it. Bork isn't crazy. Bork is just Icelandic. You, just has, you guys just haven't messed Icelandic people. If you if you meet some Icelanders, Bjork's just Icelandic. I'm I'm not trying to be rude. Denmark and Iceland are are kinda kinda copacetic. If you live in Copenhagen, you'll you'll meet Icelanders. Bjork's just Icelandic. That's just all there is to it. That's just how they are. They're weird. 
There's 300,000 of them. They all have their first name as their last name. They all have a cell phone app that they touch to make sure that they can fuck. That's not a joke. That's not a joke at all. You can look it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. No. It's a, it's a, they have a genetic app that you can make sure you're not too close before you hook up. Because of how close their genetics are. There's like 300,000 of them. They all moved there 1,200 years ago. <laughs> Icelandic people are just different. It's a small town, except it's a country. And so you just have to think about the craziest person in your small town. And that's Bjork. That's it. <laughs> so Bjork's definitely out. Like, the things that Bjork does that make people upset do not upset me at all. She wore a dress that was a swan around her neck. Right, she wore a swan around her neck. It's a swan around her neck. It's a swan around her neck. Do you, do you hear what you're saying? <laughs> it's not scary or crazy. She's literally wearing a metaphor. It's a swan around her neck. She talks about how she's flawed and evil, and she's wearing a swan Around her neck. <laughs> it's not. Uh, all right. People are. Uh... Lorena McKennett is definitely the worst one suggested of all these piano girls. Lorena McKennett. Why are you guys throwing her in with the rest of these? I appreciate that Mommer's Dance was a fun hit. What are you talking about? She doesn't deserve to be in the same. In the same room as these other gals. We're joking around and what have you, but like, even though Enya's not my speed, Enya's very talented. <laughs> or sorry, uh, uh, Bjork is very talented, even though she's not my speed. Uh, Maria McKennett, oh, the mummer's dance. Wow, we really got off track. Everybody listening to the podcast recording now is just pissed off as shit. They thought they were going to get a story. They thought they were going to get recordings. They're just getting yelled at about piano girls from the late 90s, early 2000s. Probably nobody knows who the fuck I'm even talking about. All these kind of Googles going up. Lorena McKennett. Who the fuck is Lorena McKennett? She sang a song called The Mummer's Dance. It's six minutes long. It sounds like shit. But, but, back then, we didn't have enough variance in music. And so when it came on, we danced. Right? Anytime a fucking harpsichord, anytime a sitar, anytime an instrument like that came on, your nerd ass knew that this was for you. <laughs> and so your nerd ass defended it. Oh, okay, this is for me. This isn't where <laughs> the cowboys go. That's for everybody else. This isn't we will rock you. That's for the other people in the audience. This is something with a weird little Oh, this is for nerds. This is a nerd song. It's our culture that doesn't exist yet. Before I read this next thing, I'm just going to say, for real and for true, uh, when I grew up, there was no anime. I need you to understand this. When I grew up, there was no anime. There was some... Japanimation. 
I need you to really try and take a step into my world. There was no anime. There was some Japanimation. That's what it was called, Japanimation. And I need you to know that everybody who watched Japanimation was so fucking creepy. You couldn't even deal with it. There's no internet to get Japanimation off of. Okay? And anime doesn't exist. So where are these assholes going to get Japanimation CDs? And the answer is, they'll never tell you or look you in the eyes when they start answering that question. Where did you get this? In Thailand. <laughs> this isn't technically before CDs, but this is before CDs uh, are, are wide-placed for uh, home to CD. CDs are the equivalent of virtual reality now. You're not mass-producing CDs for shit to sell, right? CDs are cutting edge. CDs are for what you know is going to sell. Big movies like The Matrix are going to come out in CD, essentially. Uh, so not even Blu-ray doesn't compare. So there are CDs. That's not what people are watching on. People are watching on VHS or Laserdisc. Or what they're watching Japanimation on is the Laserdisc at this point. So I, I, thought, I, I, I thought I said I had no stories, assholes. So I get invited over to someone's party because I'm a nerd. Uh, the reason why I get invited to this Japanimation party is because I was making napalm in my backyard. That was creepy enough to be invited to a Japanimation party. Why were you invent? Why were you making napalm in your backyard, Jack? Uh, someone else taught me how to make it. Jack, why did somebody else teach you how to make napalm in your backyard? Shut up! Don't worry about it. The government needs to go down. So. I'm at the Japanimation party. And we're in Neo-Tokyo, as we always are back then. Every single story takes place in Neo-Tokyo. Every single one. As far as I can fucking tell. And there's a giant, giant, giant spaceship. Like a Star Destroyer from Star Wars. Like a huge spaceship. And it's over New Tokyo. This is really important. For some reason, I can't quite understand. And there's a guy on a motorcycle with a pistol. He's kind of a cop. He's kind of a Ghost in the Shell style cop fighting the spaceship. The fight goes on for 17 fucking minutes. And for three of those minutes, he's literally just riding. This is a movie. He's riding on a rooftop. There's no, there's no fucking series back then. It's movies. Japanimation is movies. There's no fucking... What are you guys talking about? This is 20 years ago. <laughs> this is... This, these creeps, these guys who can't wait to, like, exchange pictures of 12-year-old girls the moment that I leave, this is the basis of your fucking anime. Anime comes from these assholes, okay? Just saying. You don't want to believe it. 
But these are the guys who together form, you know, the bands that start like going into uh start going into comic book shops and being all like, uh, you have to start selling these. Uh... No, she's actually an immortal demon. You don't understand. She's actually a thousand years old. Uh... Well, guess where hentai fucking anime and all that bullshit came to the West from, kids? Because this is the intro point. So anyways, these kids are, these kids are all... Oh, I'm a kid, too. And we're all just uh, looking at this spaceship fight. The guy on his motorcycle climbs a building with his motorcycle, which really irritates me because why the fuck didn't he do that the whole time? And he spends the next three minutes jumping from rooftop to rooftop like he's playing GTA, shooting the spaceship with his pistol. His pistol. His pistol. And the spaceship has, like, weak parts, like a video game on it. I don't know how else to say. It's got glowy windows on it. Which is why he's driving from, from rooftop to rooftop, shooting at these different windows. And as he does, liquid spills out. A clear liquid. He shoots the spaceship enough that it cuts to the inside. And there was a person earlier, 17 minutes earlier, one might say, who I guess was like the captain of the spaceship or something. And he's all like, is that person attacking us? So they cut back to that guy 17 fucking minutes later. He's like, Oh, that's some damage. And then they fly away. And everybody in the room cheered. And that's when I knew that I liked women instead of fucking anime. Next story. Okay. <clears throat> but to sing, to laugh, to dream, to walk in my own and be alone, free, with a voice that means manhood, to cock my hat where I choose to, at a word, a yes, a no, to fight, a right, to travel any road under the sun, under the stars, nor doubt its fame or fortune, lies beyond the bourne, never to make a line I have not heard in my own heart. Yet, with all modesty to say, my soul, be satisfied with flowers, with fruit, with weeds even. Be gather them in the one garden you may call your own. So when I win some triumph, some by chance, render no share to Kaiser in word. I am too proud to be a parasite. And if my nature wants that germ that grows towering to heavens, like the mountain pine, or like the oak, sheltering multitudes. I stand, not high it may be, but alone. Edmund Rostand from Cyrano de Bergiac. <clears throat> I know everything I need to know about you, she countered, taken aback. Okay, let's try this one more time. <clears throat> I know everything I need to know about you. She countered, taken aback. You do? He asked and peered at her, eyes intent. You do, 
you have that look in your eyes from the forest when you called me a monster. He came within a meter or two of Ray as she wondered what would happen if she refused to move as they intersected. Would she find herself in his mind again and have to endure the presence in hers? In hers? Could they actually touch across a galaxy? You are a monster, Ray said, remembering the terror from her paralysis on Takadana. He stared back at him and found his eyes full of hurt. Hurt and conflict. Yes, I am, Kylo said, and there was no Venice in his voice, only misery. Uh, that is from Jason Fry, The Last Jedi Expanded Edition. Exclusive edition. Goodness. So many editions. <clears throat> and now I have... And now have I not told you that what you mistake for madness is but over-acuteness of the senses. Now, I say, there came to my ears a low, dull, quick sound. Such a watch makes with enveloped in cotton. I knew that sound well, too. It was the beating of the old man's heart. It increased my fury, as the beatings of a drum stimulates the soldiers into courage. But even yet, I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eye. Meantime, the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker, louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say, louder every moment. Do you mark me well? I have told you that I am nervous. So I am. And now... At the dead hour of the night, amid the dreadful silence of that old house, so strange a noise as this excited me to uncontrollable terror. Yet, for some minutes longer, I refrained and stood still. But the beating grew louder, louder. I thought the heart must burst, and now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had finally come. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once, once only. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. Then I smiled gaily to find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, the heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. At length it ceased. The old man was dead. I removed the bed and examined his corpse. Yes, he was stone, stone dead. I placed my hand upon the heart and heard three many minutes. There was no pulsation. He was stone dead. His eyes would trouble me no more. Edgar Allan Poe, The Telltale Heart.
She being brand new, and you know, consequently, a little stiff, I was careful of her, and, having thoroughly oiled the universal joint, tested my gas felt of her radiator, made sure her, made sure her springs were okay. I went right to the floor of the carburetor, cranked her up, slipped the clutch, and then somehow got into reverse. She kicked, what the hell? Next minute, I was brought back into neutral. I tried again, slowly, barely nudging, my lever right, O, and her gears being an A1 shape, passed from low through to second and high like greased lightning. And we turned the corner of Divinity Avenue. I touched the accelerator and gave her the juice. Good. It was only the first ride, and I believed I, we, was happy to see how nice she acted right up until the last minute coming back down the public gardens. I slammed on the external expanding and external contracting brakes, both at once, and brought all of her trembling to a dead standstill. E.E. E. Cummings, she being brand new. <clears throat> when you fall in love, it is temporary madness. It erupts like an earthquake, and then it subsides. When it subsides, you have to make a decision. You have to work out whether your roots are to become so entwined together that it is inconceivable that you should ever part. Because this is what love is. Love is not breathless. It is not excitement. It is not desire to mate every second of the day. It is not lying awake at night, imagining that he is kissing every part of your body. No, don't blush. I am telling you some truths. For that is just being in love, which any of us can convince ourselves we are. Love itself is what is left over. What being in love has burned away. Doesn't sound very exciting, does it? But it is. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. He reached out and ripped the towel from around her. She squealed. He smacked her rear end as she dodged past him, and he stalked her, something primeval flaring in him. He swooped her from the floor and tossed her on the bed. She scrambled towards the headboard and wrapped her arms protectively around her knees. Think that'll save me? He grabbed her ankles and yanked her down the mattress. Do me she said, reaching for him. Fuck me. She spread her legs wide. He left her long enough to get a condom from the nightstand. And since he lacked the patience to have never put it on him, he rolled it down his cock and returned to her. 
Is your pussy hot and ready? Your slut, sir. Find out for yourself. He teased the entrance to her vagina with his cockhead. She dug her heels into the mattress and lifted her hips to meet his, fist, his first thrust. He drove inside her with one rapid thrust. She cried out as he seated himself, balls deep. He gritted his teeth and then reached for her arms and pinned her wrists above her head. He fucked her hard, determined to wring a climax from her sexy, submissive body. Sir, may I come? So quick. Now, sir? He pulled out and then thrust several times quickly. Now, he agreed. She arched her back, offering her pelvis, taking more of him. She turned her head to the side, eyes closed, as she called out his name. It took all his determination not to come as her internal muscles contracted around him. When she let out a shaky breath and opened her eyes, she turned her face toward him and kissed her slowly, softly, sensually. She smiled, sap that she was. He felt a surge of raw masculine pride. He'd made his woman happy. Thank you, she said. He took a hold of her and reversed their positions so that she was on top of him. I want to look at your tits, he told her. Arch your back. She didn't hesitate. That position, <clears throat> that position makes you so much deeper in me, sir. He grabbed her hips and moved her up and down in time with his movements. Keep your hands behind you, he told her. She grabbed his legs for balance while he filled her hot pussy with his hard cock. He made sure he gave her another orgasm before she took his own release. She collapsed forward on him and held her tight with their breathing regulated. You're pretty good at that, she told him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that was a compliment or an attempt to get you to bottom blister my taws. Sorry, I don't know what that means. <clears throat> uh... Gosh darn it, this, this, this person is switching characters and genders and dialogue every paragraph. It's my least favorite thing in the world. Sorry. <clears throat> How in the hell did he convince a woman who didn't want a dom that she really needed one? It's time you were introduced to the pleasures of a forced orgasm. Julia wasn't sure how many more new experiences she could have in her. I use an orgasm denial as a training tool, as you know. She opened her mouth to speak, but he held up a hand, forestalling her. One you dislike. A forced orgasm can be just as brutal. Or it can simply be something that overwhelms you. I want you to come for me again, Julia, into my playroom. Lie fat, lie flat on the top of the spanking bench. Her spanking bench. She loved the idea that he'd created this space for her. That no other woman had been here thrilled her. He approached her, totally naked. Seeing him always gave her an erotic thrill. Scoot down a bit. After she did, 
he tried her legs to the bottom of the bench, spreading her wide and exposing her bare pussy. Her ass was off the edge slightly, meaning she couldn't really move away from him. He secured her arms loosely. It didn't hurt, but she knew she couldn't pull away. He showed her a massive vibrator, one that plugged into the wall. She'd seen something like it on one of the videos she'd downloaded. The woman in the clip seemed unbelievably... screamed unbelievably when the dom had forced it against her clit. That looks a little scary, sir. Until now, she'd only used a small, battery-operated bullet. I've denied you orgasms plenty of time. Now, I'm going to make you come. But first... She stared, mesmerized, as he put the vibrator down, building the fear and expectation. He returned with a different set of nipple clamps. These looked a little bit vicious. Mere clover clamps, he explained. They won't pull off. They're some of my favorites. This time, he didn't ask her for safe words before sucking her left nipple into his mouth. Her pussy moistened. She had no idea how much she liked nipple play. When he, secured, when he secured the first clamp onto her nipple, she cried out. That, sir, is a son of a bitch. The bastard smiled. He tugged on the chain and the pressure increased, as if she could have found purchase with her feet. She would have been lifted by her hips off the ground. As it was, she cried out, yellow. He dropped the chain and met her gaze. He smoothed back her hair. Talk to me. Well, it damn burns. I will remove it if you insist. But hear me out first. She fought through the haze of pain to listen to him. Remember the other ones? How they hurt? They were nothing like this. He smacked her hands together, the noise reverberating in the walls startling her. Focus and answer my question. She forced back her instinctive anger. Yes? And you remember how they increased the intensity of your orgasm? I... Answer the question. Yes, sir. I do remember. Endure for a few more minutes. Breathe into the pain, through it, you can. Sometimes she felt as if he crawled into her mind and read it before she'd even finished forming the thought. Condition green, sir. He sucked her right nipple into his mouth and then quickly clamped it. She thrashed about, and she knew if her hands hadn't been fastened that she would have ripped the vicious little things off her body. Open your mouth. Do it now, sub. Warring with her own instincts, spitting fire with her eyes, she followed his order. He ran a finger across each of her eyebrows, calming her in a way that words couldn't. He placed that chin that ran between the clamps in her mouth. Close your mouth, he said. Any motion, any sound would increase her pain. He was diabolical. Hang in there. Another two minutes. He squeezed her breasts. She screamed. She pulled back on her head, yanking on her already sealed nipples. 
Before she could call out the safe word, he picked up the vibrator and then turned it on and placed it against her cunt. Surprising her, she was already wet. The pulsing, relentless head slid effortlessly into her moisture. He moved the gigantic thing across her clit, her pussy, down towards her anus. All of a sudden, she didn't feel the pressure on her nipples as extreme pain. She felt it as extreme pleasure. She moaned, and the slight movement pulled on her clamps. Her arousal increased. Mass, my beautiful sub, come, come hard for your master. The sensations were too much. She thrashed her head from side to side, and that compressed her nipples more, shooting arrows of pleasure and pain towards her pussy. She came on a long wail of protest. Let's go for another, he told her. Her He increased the vibrator's speed and moved it over her wetness. Simultaneously, it was too much and not enough. She moved back her head, increasing the pain to her nipples. You're understanding. That's my little pain, girl. Make it hurt. She pulled away the contraption and slapped her pussy viciously. She came again, thrashing. Each motion rebuilt the pressure and energy. For a woman who had trouble coming, this was astounding. More, he insisted. She couldn't. It wasn't possible. But he mounted her pussy and shoved a couple of fingers in her before putting the vibe back on her swollen clit. Time after time, he made her climax. Finally, she saw him don a condom. Yes, she said, voice muffled by the metal. Effortlessly, he slid his hard cock into her cunt. She was hot ready, wanting. He thrust in her, hitting her G-spot. Impossibly, she was only a few seconds away from climaxing again. Oh, girl, you're gonna come for me, aren't you? He was holding the vibrator in his hand, and it decreased its speed on the vibe. He leaned back slightly to put the head on her pussy. With his free hand, he fisted the chain between her breasts. She shattered, Sizzling pain, obliterated by consuming pleasure. Her body heaved, and she was covered with perspiration. She had no idea how much time had passed, but when she could string two thoughts together, she was in his arms, held and protected. I don't think my legs will work. They don't need to, he told her. I've got you. Julia was hooked. If Master Marcus was a drug, she needed another fix. Oh no, I closed out too quick. I closed out. What was the name of that author? You can DM me if you don't want to say whoever suggested it. But some girls really want to know uh, the name of the uh, author. So, uh, Send that to me, and I'll read it off. Okay, one more to go. She looks at me helplessly, and I wait. My heart crashing into my ribcage as I take her in, in that underwear. She's the sexiest, hottest thing I've ever seen. 
every muscle in her little body is sleek and compact, while her hips are curved like a soda bottle, her little nipples poking into her bra. When she takes the first step forward, my entire body tightens. Her pulse flutters, and my mouth waters with the need to taste her, suck her. She stops a foot away, and I reach out and instantly tangle my hand in her hair and yank her head back, burying my nose into her skin. Her feminine scent makes me growl, and she shudders as scents send me back. I lick a wet path from her neck and engulf her hair in my arms. Mind. Mind. Yes, 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 Remington, yes. She fists her hands in my hair and I inhale her like a madman. Then I grab her face and drag my tongue up her neck, her jaw, and I lick the entry of her lips. Hungrily, I open her mouth and nibble the soft flesh, making her whimper as I thrust inside. Our tongues tangle, and holy God, I swear I can feel her melt for me while I burn for her. I burn so fiercely my nerves cackle like fireworks inside me as I strip off my bottoms and her bra. I fill my hands with the flesh of one full breast, and lift a puckered nipple into my mouth. I wet it with my tongue and sift my fingers under her panties, and then she's in my hand, hot and slick. Mine. Tell me this is for me, I gutturally command, teasing a tip of a finger inside her. It's for you. She gasps. Then she kisses my temple and jaw as I tear off her panties with one quick yank. Her eyes widen in pure female excitement as I lift her and swing her around, slamming her back against the wall while her legs come around me. I see the length of my cock at her entrance and yank her arms up above her head. Are you mine? I demand sliding a hand between us and easing my middle finger inside. I'm yours. The words ripple through me as I scrape my middle finger deep inside her channel. Do you want me inside you? I huskily demand. Her eyes are glazed with desire, her lips reddened and wet with mine. I want you everywhere, all over me, inside me. I struggle to stay in control when I start penetrating her, slow and easy, slow enough not to hurt her, only to pleasure her. She whimpers, and I stretch her as I start to pull out. She holds onto me and drops herself lower, taking all of me inside. Pleasure rips through me as her heat envelops me. Crazed with desire, I grab my breasts and push my tongue inside her mouth. And she sucks me, drinks me. I feast on her jaw, her chin, her tasty little neck. Then I duck my head and suckle on her pretty little nipples right into my mouth. Really? She moans and tightens her arms around my neck, 
her strong, lithe little thighs clench around my hips, and a bolt of pleasure shoots through my body, making me tremble as I hold still. She pleads, rocking her hips. Please, please. I groan and try not to think about how good she feels so that I can make it last, but she wants it. Fuck. I want it more than I want to live. Slowly, I withdraw from that all-wet, delicious heat and then thrust back in. A sound of pleasure tears from both of us. Her pussy ripples around me, and my cock is so ready to jet off, it takes everything in me to pull off her snug warmth and thrust back in. And when I do, I growl and drop my forehead to hers, kissing her without control. I rasp her own name into her mouth and clench her hips as I pull out and ram back in, deep enough so that every part of my cock is embedded in her. I set her down gently, prop a pillow under her head, and I start moving again. Testing her first, doing it slowly. I'm wordlessly asking, you want more? She responds with a sexy little meow. She rakes her nails down my back, and she's stunning beneath me. A fucking wet dream looking up at me. Swollen lips, glazed gold eyes, flushed cheeks, dark hair. She pants for air as I bend to force my tongue into her mouth. You wanted me. I rasp, and God, I can see that she does as she stops gasping to suck on my tongue. Here I am. I claim her harder this time, plowing her so that every cell in her body is jarred by my fucking thrust, so she knows I'm her fucking man now. She takes it so well and looks so hot as she comes. I pull out and rub my wet cock over her thighs, her abdomen, squeezing her lovely breasts in my hands and tasting her neck as I get her all sticky and wet with me. I've wanted to touch you so long, little firecracker. I love how she likes it when I play with her nipples. I love how hard and tiny they are, and how pink and responsive. Tweaking them until they look red and happy from my pinching. I grab her hips and take her again, deep, hard. My fingers dig into her hips, and she's so hungry and tight, she moans my name. I'm claiming her, and she's giving it up with no protest. She wants to be claimed. She wants to be mine. She is mine now. And I tell her, so sweet and wet, and she grabs my buttocks and pulls me closer and twists underneath me. And I can't resist the way her pussy starts milking me. 
her orgasm tears out a small cry from her lips, and I release a low, ragged moan, my body clenching and releasing with her. We collapse on the bed, and she draws an arm around her body and cuddles closer, kissing my nipples. I shift her, so I lie on my back, and she lies straight over me, her tight tummy against mine. I feel like a goddamn king. I'll never get enough of you. Never. Groaning, I shift us sideways so that we face each other. Then I reach between her legs and slide up semen on the inside of her thigh into her pussy. Sticky, I croon as I bend my head and tongue her shoulder. Meanwhile, penetrating my wet finger back inside her, do you want me to wash me off you? Brooke wiggles almost unnoticeably but not so noticeably that I see she wants to get closer to me. My lips, my body, my fingers. I fucking love it. No, she breathes, parting her legs just a little bit for me. I want you to give me more. What I want is for her to taste us. So I rub my wet finger across her lips and push it into her mouth. I wanted you. The first night I saw you, I gruffly murmured to her. So did I. Her admission tangles all over my gut, and I shove a second damp finger into her mouth, watching her soft gold eyes drift shut as she licks up our taste like a banquet. When she moans, I'm swelling back up again. Do you like my taste? I prod. It's all I want from now on. She lightly bites my fingertips, and my cock jumps to full length as her teeth sink into my flesh. I'll always want my Remy fix after dinner, she continues. I'm getting painfully hard, and the teasing glimmer in her eyes is driving me insane with lust. And maybe after breakfast, and after lunch, and after tea time? I groan. I can't take it. A man with a purpose, I slide down her parted legs, and my tongue lashes out to taste her sex. She arches up an offering, and I grab her buttocks to lift her higher into my mouth. Her taste? Intoxicating. Sweet, with a little kick that lands straight in my fucking balls. I'm so fucking horny, so fucking thirsty, I can only speak between the licks. I want to come on every part of your body. I suck her taste in, pinching my eyes shut as I savor, and then rise to stroke my election along with her entry once more. She grabs my head and rocks in a silent plea as she takes my lips with hers. Come wherever you want, inside, outside, in my hand, in my mouth. Her fingers curl around my cock, and the touch is so unexpected, so sweet and so bold, as she gently strokes me. My cock jerks, and I start coming, splashing steaman all over her arm, her wrist. She rolls me onto my back and jumps on me, impaling herself on my shaft, and I bark out in pleasure and thrust my head back as I grip her 
hips and pull her up, then ram her back down, still jetting off inside her. Later, she shudders with a soft scream, tossing her head back as she explodes with me. Then she falls, limp and unresponsive, on my chest. I spread her over me and leave my cock inside her, panting, sliding my hands down her back, tracing her ass, the dents off her spine. We lay for hours, petting. She's weak, but I'm still too hyped up from being with her. I can't stop stroking my hands down her curves. That is Katie Evans with the Remy series. And before, it was Sierra Cartwright with With This Collar. And that would be the smut for this evening. Pay me! I know some of you bitches just came. Christine B. Jack! Oh! Jack, thank you. It's a message just for you, said Christine B. Sierra, having fun. Keep being awesome. Thank you, Sierra. Kimberly says nothing. Thank you, Kimberly. Willow says nothing. Thank you, Willow. Megan. This is 100% because of they might be giants tangent. <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you, Megan. Thank you to everybody who sent a request in. If you have some more requests, save them for next week. There's going to be another live show coming to you real, 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 real soon. Scheduling them once a week now. Really quite enjoying it. <sighs> Tell your friends. We need to start getting more people here. These start needing to be 100-person shows. I put on too good of a show for 50 people. I love you. Tell your friends. You can start putting them up on the podcast every week. Just trying to have a jamboree with these things. We'll build up more and more stories that I'm recording. We'll put them up on the website. Yada, yada, yada. Got the whole thing going. Feeling really good about it. I know that I have a story prompt. I don't remember what it was. What's the story prompt? Little person in pornography. So I'm using little person. I hope that's the correct nomenclature. Uh, so I'm on a website that doesn't exist anymore. It's kind of niche. And it just pulled clips from the big guys, uh, the Brazzers, the Naughty America, what have you. And the reason why I enjoyed it so much, even though I'm not a very visual person, is you could toggle a million different settings Hair color, skin color, yeah, yeah, like everybody else. Uh, but then it would just just show you random stills from the movies that fit that criteria. They would all just start from left to right, moving across your goddamn screen. And therefore, you would just have these clips that looked really interesting and you could clip on, but you didn't really know what you were getting. And it would play it from that part, right? A lot of people, a lot of the sites for anything, YouTube or anything, will use uh, a very enticing thumbnail. 
and then you'll click on it. It's not that thing. Well, you'd click on it, and it would start right there. So I really quite enjoyed this fucking site and was using it a fair bit and saw weird, 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 weird porn that I would never see otherwise on it. Uh, it's my first experience seeing, like, cartoon porn, like Teen Titans. There's a Teen Titans porn on it. I was like, well, what the fuck? Like, I saw it flat coming by, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to not click on that. Uh, I saw all kinds of crazy shit on this site that I never, ever would have clicked on otherwise because just seeing random, you know, freeze frames of it, I'm like, huh, okay. Like, I found out that I didn't at all mind uh, watching redheads get plowed by big black dicks. Like, I thought in the back of my mind, like, I probably don't like that. But it turns out I've got no animus whatsoever. I, I'm not for or against it. Turns out I don't, I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> I saw a bunch of big black guys railing redheads, and I'm like, oh, I have no problem with this. Like, they all came at once. Like, it was a fucking attack. All the fucking clips at once came by my screen. I'm like, I'm all right. Huh, okay. I guess, I guess that's just what's on the forecast right now. Huh, learn something about myself. So, I see an attractive woman having sex in my favorite, not my favorite amateur porn uh, position. My favorite amateur porn position is whatever makes the woman moan the most. Because <laughs> she's actually moaning. I don't give a shit. I just want to hear her scream. Uh, but in, in actual classic porn, it's woman on top. It's cowgirl. Not reverse cowgirl. It's cowgirl. Uh, you just get to see a lot of the woman. And that's very nice for me. I want to see the woman. That's what I'm there for. And so it's a very nice, she's very curvy, she's very sexy, I like her face, I like her hair. She's very classic porn woman with the big hair and the tits and everything. And I'm into it. I'm jerking off. And she's on top, and then she's switching, and I'm like, oh no, she's switching, it's so early, I was just into this. But then she gets into reverse cowgirl, and I'm like, fuck yeah, that's the second best. So I'm jerking off, and I'm super excited. I'm not really paying attention to anything besides the woman, not even the man. And therefore, I don't notice this at this point, but you need to be aware of what the room they're fucking in looks like. It's a giant, giant, giant fireplace. It's extremely dimly lit. There's fire coming out of the fireplace because it's not lit properly. But otherwise, you're supposed to begin the impression this is a dark house with a big fireplace. They're on an old kind of old-timey rocking chair. It's big. It's sturdy enough for two people to fuck on. It's not a problem. I'm not questioning any of this. I'm not questioning a single part of this. I'm just watching the woman bounce up and down on the cock. Why a giant wooden rocking chair? Why a giant fireplace? Why all this giant shit? Not even entering my mind. Then it cuts, smash cut to the outside, and it's snowing. But it's cheap porn budget snowing, which means there's a cut to actual snowy landscape, and then there's a close-up exterior shot with someone sprinkling snow outside. And there's a little person. And there's a little person on top of a sack of toys. He's using the sack of toys to peer in the window at the couple fucking. However, he's not leering or being lecherous. He's merely observing. He's merely watching with intent. He's 
kind of narrowing his eyes and kind of giving like a little left to right head tilt. Like, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Well, <laughs> needless to say, my jerking off slows down. It doesn't stop. I'm not a fucking monster. I've just slowed down a little bit. <laughs> we cut back inside. We're not in my favorite position. He's, 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 he's bent her over. It's ass is overhead. I'm watching her, I'm watching her giant porn hair being like not moved by the motion of the ocean because of how much hair spray is in it. And I'm jerking off because she's very attractive to me and I, I came here to jerk off and that's what's going to fucking happen. <laughs> so... He gets ready for the fucking money shot. She turns around, she gets on her knees, she closes her eyes so tight that she's got a fucking pair of goggles on with just her naked fucking eyeballs. She's sealing those goddamn things up like spackle holes. And right before the fucking money shot, I'm not about to come. I'm preparing to reverse at this point. And I'm so fucking glad I'm not about to come. Cuts back to the goddamn little person. And he he looks very intent for a second. He's like, okay, okay. But he's not lecherous. I cannot stress this enough. He's not into it. He's not... He's observing like an alien would. Like you would a, a horse. Fucking another horse. If you didn't like horses. <laughs> Cuts back to them. Money shot's done, right? After the money shot, after it comes on her goddamn face, he goes back inside her, and she's like, ah, ah, she's screaming. She wasn't screaming before, but something about his less hard, now-spent dick is just driving her crazy. Cuts back to the little person outside, and he jumps off the sack of toys. We now have an exterior shot, a full exterior shot like the snow shot. He jumps off the sack of toys, turns to us, nods a little bit, picks up the sack, and walks off fucking screen. So, I immediately reverse back, immediately, to second zero. Not a fourth wall break, just... He's not a professional actor. He's a little... I'm not trying to be mean. Not every little person is Tyrion Lannister. In fact, if you want to see how quickly you get to bad little people actors, there's a great fucking movie, and by great I mean awful, called uh, Little Feet, Tiny Feet, with Gary Oldman. Oh my god. It's insane. You get... <laughs> there's not a lot of great little people actors. So I just want to say, this is porn, not a lot of great actors, and then not a great lot of great little people actors. Not because little people can't act. There's not a lot of them. Not a lot of them went to Juilliard. I'm not being a dick about it. Not a lot of little people roles. They're not getting cast a lot. You ever seen Willow? Come on. I'm not trying to be mean here. He's just not a great actor, and he's in a porn. Let's not put this on him, okay? He's not breaking the fourth wall. The director gave him a shot of, hey... You watch these two people fuck real intensely, but they're doing it wrong. However, once he starts putting some baby batter and starts the old vagoo, you're pleased. You jump off the sack, you give us a little sign that says, hey, that's what's supposed to happen. You exit stage right. And he does his best. 
he does his fucking best to convey, I didn't want them to have sex that way. However, once they went vaginally again, I was all for it, and I thought those crazy kids were going to make it work out just fine. He walks off stage. So I go back to Zero to see the setup for this scene, because I'm clearly missing some very important information. I need to know the story. So it cuts to the house, and I can see now very clearly the giant chair, the way too big rocking chair and fireplace. And I realize, it's his house. It's the little person's house. That's why everything's so fucking big. Because relatively to the perspective, everything would be huge. So then I realize, oh shit, he's an elf. Oh, son of a bitch. He's one of Santa's elves. It's a sack of toys. It's an elf house. It's the North Pole. They're fucking in the North Pole. Oh, no. And so the elf is there. And I didn't get this until he, I didn't get this. It's like the sixth sense. It took me forever to understand that the sixth sense had an ending. He's looking at a piece of paper, and he's, like, studying it, and then he hears the people, and he hides. He runs outside with his sack. And it's only the list. I'm like, oh, he's an agent of Santa! Oh, shit! But that doesn't help me, because this is not the first scene of the movie. This is clearly scene three, four, five of the fucking movie. Because there's no dialogue or anything. Like, everybody, we have to know all these set pieces and characters. Because as soon as this couple starts wanting to fuck in his, his fucking home, he ditches. And then he starts spying on them. <laughs> so, to this day, to this day, I'm still obsessed with the plot of that porn. Because what was he spying on people fucking for that he was really happy that they started having vaginal sex again. Here's my proposal. You think I don't have one? Here's my theory. Shut up. Here's my theory. Thought about this for 12 years. He's an elf. He makes toys. He's an agent of Santa. His job security is requisite on children. I propose to you, somewhere early in the movie, a Santa-like figure says, If people don't keep fucking into Vaju, we're in trouble. And that either this elf, or a series of elves, goes to make sure that various women are getting cream pies at the end of the goddamn day. They're poking holes in condoms. They're sneaking a little little Lynchburg lemonade, a little hard lemonade into the regular picnic stuff. They're heading to proms and playing Cisco. They're making sure babies are getting made. Okay, that's the L story. If that's not worth fucking money, I don't know what is. Thank you so much. Coming out tonight. Tip me, tip me, tip me. And it's the end of the goddamn month. You got $5. You know you do. Oh.
what I wouldn't give to know the full story of that shitty B-rate porn. I know it's going to be disappointing, but it's my Lewis Black if it wasn't for that horse. It's my Lewis Black if it wasn't for my horse. <laughs> is, is that goddamn little person peeking in on people having sex and having all kinds of opinions about it? He re I cannot stress this enough. That little person had at least eight different facial expressions about the fucking, and they were all intense. There was no phoning it in. He knew this was his fucking chance. Consternation. Frustration. Agony. Mortal dread. He shows them all. Shows them all while he's watching that girl tap that ass. Can't believe you thought I'd stop jerking off just because they cut to a fucking little person standing outside a window. I won't stop jerking off for a real little person standing outside my window. Fuck you. You don't know who I am at all. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. There will be another show next weekend. If there isn't a live show, a tip show, there will be a patron show. We will be doing more and more all the time if you're listening to this on recording. What are you doing? Come to a live one. You get to hear even more stuff, and I get to be more animated. I'll say the things you put in quotation marks. I get to beg you for money in real time. Thank you again for everything, everyone, everybody who tipped, everybody who came out, everybody who suggested anything. I do appreciate it a terrible, terrible, terrible amount. You have a great weekend. I will see you soon. Bye, bye, bye.